Contrast gives you clarity. So being in situations that you don't like and suck can actually be a really good thing because it's guiding you towards the direction that is a better fit for you. Welcome to the Bold Moves How Did You Know podcast, a podcast for the naturally curious who want to define their own path. I'm your host, Kristen Rocco, and here I'm sharing bold move stories that propelled my guests from curiosity to action. And in doing so, they've defined a path that is purposeful to them. Through these stories, I hope you'll be inspired to pursue your boldest dream. With me today is Ange Barnard, and I'm so excited that she's here. She is actually one of my career coaches that helped me through my journey of taking bold moves. So she's going to bring so many great insights to you today. But um, before we get into all of that, she's an award-winning strategic communications consultant, speaker, and career coach who helps purpose-driven professionals enjoy their work more and make a greater impact. She's also the host of the Intentional Mind podcast, which is a top 1% globally ranked podcast all about intentionally designing your life. And we're going to have to talk about how you get your podcast in the top 1%. Bold Moves needs to be there too. (laughs) A few fun facts about Ange. She's hiked through all 14 states of the Appalachian Trail and across the entire country of Spain. She manifested her dream house in Indiana And she's in a new state or country almost every time I speak with her. So welcome to the show. And you are definitely a very, very interesting person and exactly why I wanted to have you on the show, because you are going to offer so much great insight and guidance to to our listeners today. Um, So welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's so exciting, especially because I know this was a dream of yours and it was on your heart to have this podcast. So to be able to see it come into fruition is like such a gift. I'm honored to be here. Well, thank you so much. And you really helped me work through it. I remember, I think we started working together about a year ago. Um, and I remember always like saying, I have this idea for bold moves. And I think I want to do a podcast. And it took me a while to get there, but here we are. So um, yeah, all right. First question here. I think you have lived a life outside of what many would consider the norm. You definitely, at least as I've known you, are not uh, working a nine to five job by any means. We talked a little bit about, you know, how you've been hiking the Appalachian Trail. I think this week you were just in, you know, Bon Bonvere. Um and so, Bonair. <laughs> um So I'd love to know a little bit more about your life and your career journey and how you've defined it on your own terms. Okay, so it's definitely not a normal journey, as you had said. Um, So I'll start off with like kind of what I do now, and then we'll backtrack a little bit into my past. So currently what I do is I career coach. So I can do that from anywhere in the world. So I like to travel a lot. That's a huge value of me and my husband's is that we have freedom and flexibility. So we've really designed our life to be able to do that. And fun fact about him is he's a dentist. So a lot of times people are like, um, do you guys ever work? Because you're always gone somewhere and they think he doesn't work, but he actually works a full time job. But we've designed our schedule in our life 
to be able to travel. So he's taking time off or he's doing four day weeks and you just make it work. You figure it out. If you have a value that's important to you, I promise you, you can design your life to honor that value, but it's going to require you to advocate to do that. Um, so we've been able to do that. And then I also hold some contracts where I help people with their communication. And I like to specifically help people understand how energy impacts their results. So when I talk about communication, it's really about what kind of energy are you projecting with your words? How are you influencing yourself? How are you talking to your own self in your own head? <laughs> and then how is that impacting other people and the energy they feel that you're generating? So I really think about communication as influencing yourself first and foremost, and then influencing other people because your energy is felt by other people. And it goes back to the quote we were talking about earlier is like Maya Angelou, you know, uh, people don't remember what it is you said, they remember how you made them feel. So when I'm working with my career coaching clients, and they're thinking about getting opportunities, we're always talking about how they're communicating to themselves, because that's what's going to hold you back the most is your belief that it's not possible for you. So we need to check that out and see how you're communicating with yourself. And then where's your energy at? Because if you're coming from a very low, fearful, energetic state, it's going to be really hard for you to create an amazing opportunity for yourself. So a lot of the work I do is very different than a lot of other career coaches because I'm really looking at your energy. So that's what I've been doing now. But if you have any questions, we can stop there and I'll <laughs> back into the, the, my past. No, I love it. Thank you. Uh, since we're, we're on the subject of energy, and I know that's a really important message that you have to share, love to just hear a little bit more about that. What are energy states and what does it mean when you're in a low energy state versus a high energy state? Oh, such a good question. Okay. So all of us know, we all know about energy. We know what it's like to be around someone that's extremely negative. We know what it's like to be around someone that's uplifting and positive. We feel energy. So there's seven different levels of energy. And this is based on um, Bruce Snyder's work. He has a book around called Energy Leadership that you can check out. But he talks about seven levels of energy. And it's just a way for our human brain to categorize the different levels. So there's seven levels. The lowest levels are what's called catabolic energy. It's energy that's negative that we tend to think about as negative, like resistance, overwhelm, anxiety, depression, fear, all of that stuff is going to live at those lower levels. And as you go up the chart with the seven levels, we start to get to the state of flow, um, fearlessness is at the very top. And the whole point here is like, as you go up, it becomes more anabolic energy positive kind of energy. So if you think about someone that you really love spending time with, it just feels good to be around them. Maybe you're always laughing, smiling, you're dreaming together, maximizing opportunities. It's because they generate higher energy. And you know what it's like to be around people that generate lower energy. And in fact, I see a lot with career coaching where people are working in situations where there is a lot of catabolic energy there with maybe their boss, their coworkers, and that's a big reason why they want to leave. They don't like the way it feels to be around that energy because it's contagious. And usually what happens is it shifts that person into the lower state as well because energy is contagious. So once you start to become more aware of the different levels, you can spot it in yourself, you can spot it in other people, and then you can do the work to shift the energy in yourself or in other people. 
What's the best way to start shifting your energy? Okay, let's just say, I think we can all relate in being in a, in a job, in a role where there is a lot of catabolic energy. So if you're in that environment all the time, but you want you, you know, maybe you can't make an immediate change, right? That's a reality for a lot of people. How can you start bringing the more, is it anab- anabolic energy to the table, yeah. even when you're surrounded by all this negativity? Yeah. That's such a good question because that can be one of the hardest things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you see people wanting to get out very quickly. And that always has me really concerned because I'm like, ooh, we don't want to take that energy into what it is you're doing next. So when you first I look and see you're, you're at this lower energy resisting what is there, building up more catabolic energy. So with that, a big part of that is just simply like shifting your own energy by asking yourself questions. That's how we shift energy. That's the way that you think differently. You think differently, you feel differently, it's different energy being generated. So one of my favorite questions to ask myself or my clients in that situation is, what is this teaching you? What are you learning here? And you're starting to see like there's value in being here. Mm -hmm. Um, So that starts to even just feel a little bit differently. What are you grateful for? You know, people talk about gratitude a lot, but the reason why gratitude is so helpful in us experiencing more joy and studies show that and all that good stuff, even our physical health is improved by practicing gratitude. It's because gratitude resides at a higher energetic space. So when you even think about what you're grateful for, and even in the worst of situations, there are things there that are serving you. Like you could be like, you know, what is this job doing for you? It's honoring my values in the sense I'm providing for my family, right? It's teaching me what I want more of. Contrast gives you clarity. So being in situations that you don't like and suck can actually be a really good thing because it's guiding you towards the direction that is a better fit for you. And then I also like to just share the perspective or like the mantra that I always have is that everything is happening for me. And I think even in those situations that suck, like when I reflect on that, I'm like, this is happening for me. And I go, I bring it back to like my own personal faith because I'm like, God is for me, period, not negotiable. So if I'm in this situation, it can be worked out for my greater good. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening here. And this is a part of my greater story. So when you can start to like do that work and see it in a different way, you can handle those crappy situations because you know, it's only like chapter of the story. It's not the entire book read, you know, and as long as you know, you're working towards the thing that you desire, you know, that helps a lot. Where I find where a lot of people when I start working with them is like, they feel really stuck. It's the common word they use as I feel stuck. And it's because like, they don't have a vision of what they're even working towards. But once they start getting that vision, they start getting excited, they can see this thing that they're in right now as the thing that's helping them get to where they want to be. And that all that perspective shift is an energy shift that's happening. And I even find sometimes some of my clients will actually start enjoying their current work way more. They'll actually get raises in their current work. Other stuff will happen while they're there because their energy is shifting. Mm -hmm. And that's a really awesome place to be. And it's one of the best places to be when it comes to career transition. If you can be like, I'm grateful for where I am and I'm excited about where I'm going. That's a really good space to be. That was so helpful, Ange. I love, too, where you talked about not just, you know, 
how to shift your energy because I think that's really hard for a lot of people. It's like, okay, well, I'm in this terrible environment. I don't know how to bring a smile to this job right now. Yeah. But for me, what was helpful when I was in those situations is exactly what you said, was asking myself more questions and and trying to learn more about why the job was out of alignment for me and who I am. And, you know, it was through working with you um, where I was able to explore that on a deeper level. And then all of a sudden I saw what was happening in my job as information and not necessarily as negativity, but just information to help me um, understand where I want to go and not attach so much meaning to my job. And also during that process, I was able to slowly detach my personal identity from my role. And I think that's a lot of times where people struggle too, is they really see themselves as, I'm Kristen Rocco, a a senior, you know, content marketing director at X company, right? Um, Versus all of these other aspects that make up who you are, your job and what you do being one of those, of course, important, but only one part of the equation. Um, So thanks for explaining so much about energy. Um, One of the things when we were working together that um, initially I was like floored by when you asked me this, you were like, you know, how are you curious? What are you curious about? And man, that word stuck really (laughs) came up for me. I mean, I was thinking, I don't, I, I needed to like literally unlock that part of my brain um, to understand even what I was curious about. How, what do you think, um, like what does being curious mean to you? And then how can people start tapping into their curiosity? Because um, I think it's a really important part of the creation, sorry, a really important part of the equation from getting to from where you are today to that next bold move. It definitely is. And that's because curiosity resides at a higher energy level. So um, that's why I like to ask that question, because like you were saying, it was hard because you were coming from a place of like dealing with a lot of burnout, like being at those lower levels, being in a state that was very catabolic, like you were feeling all of that stuff. So that question, like, sometimes it can be such a jump because you're like, wait, what? Like, your brain's not thinking like that because it's such a higher energy level. But then it started to, it started planting the seeds, which is why you got to where you are now, starting your own business. And then, you know, the podcast, all the things, curiosity led you there. It was that energy that led you there. So I think of that's like one of my favorite questions to ask is like, what are you curious about? It's also on the same space of opportunity. So even asking like, what's the opportunity in the situation um, that lives right there? Acceptance, it's that's there too, where there's less resistance around what's happening. You're like, I accept that I'm in the situation and I'm curious about what I can, you know, how this can benefit me. I'm curious about how I can use this information. Like, I think that is what helps you really make those bold moves. I think people that are bold are curious. That's why they're bold. They're like, hmm, I'm going to try this. I'm curious if this is going to be going to work for me. I'm, I'm going to be bold and ask for what I want because I'm curious to see if it will work out. And usually those that show up with the curious energy often create the results they want because it's that higher energetic state. And they're not attached. Even if they don't create the results, like, let's say like, I'm curious if I can get a raise. So I'm going to ask for it, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say I get denied it. 
I'm still residing at the energetic place of I'm just curious. It's almost like a playful state where you're not attached anymore. Like you're like, okay, well, let me try something else. And that's such a good space to be, especially for people with an entrepreneurial spirit, because you can create some amazing things because there's no attachment to it. You're just like, oh, I'm going to build this, create this, have fun, you know? And when you can live life like that, like that's what everybody wants is to like live life in a way that you're truly feeling joy and you're exploring. I feel like that's what we're here to do. But we often forget that part of ourselves that we used to be like when we were a kid and we were on the playground, we're like, oh, that looks fun, this thing, that, you know, versus like as you grow older, it's like you kind of sit on the fence, like by the fence and you're scared to take that action because that lower energy is there or you don't see other people taking action and all that stuff. That's why this podcast is so great because the more that people can hear like in their own minds, like and get that belief that these kinds of lives that you're hearing about on the show, like that's a possibility. It's out mm-hmm. there. It's like, you're the kid looking and the kids are playing on all these fun things. And you're like, I can go out there and play too. Versus like, you know, just sitting by the fence. Yeah. It's, it makes me think about my hypothesis for getting to uh, wanting to produce this show, which is, that I've always felt like the difference between people who take bold action and do it, and then the people that kind of stay in that stuck place have different traits, or they, they, um, yeah. not maybe not, they don't have different traits. I think, you know, all of these traits can be practiced and built, but I think the people who take bold action practice those muscles more. And what I hear, you know, you saying is curiosity. Um, you know, this energy state, you know, making, you know, making it a practice to bring that high energy to the table every day. Um, And then, you know, one of the two traits that I was thinking um, that really matter in, in making bold moves is not confidence, it's courage, which is a Mm -hmm. little bit different. Cause I think even if you are to just step out and say, I'm going to try this, I don't know if it's going to be successful, but that's not what matters. What matters is I'm trying it and giving it a go. And along the way, I'm going to be learning new things and even opening my mind up more and expanding my my vision of what's possible. Um, So that's, yeah, exactly what you said is that's kind of my hope for this podcast is bringing on people who have these really, um, you know, bold stories um, that can provide some inspiration and then also underscoring the traits and characteristics that can help, you know, that people should work on in their individual lives so that they get better at, you know, at taking more chances and, you know, perceived risks. That's so important to mention, like the kind of people that you want to bring on, because I want people that are listening to the show to see and hear, hear the energy that is being projected by these kinds of people who get to design these amazing lives. It's their energy. Mm. Because you can see they're using all different kinds of strategies, mm. but the energy is there. We hear it, and that's what's taking them to that next level. I want to ask you, what have you been able to produce (laughs) kind of weird word in your own life or have you seen your you know the people you've worked with go on to do because they've shifted their energy they've gotten curious you know how have people been able to take bold action as a result of doing the work to get there maybe it's you personally I think from getting into curiosity which is where you know you take those bold moves 
um, people have been able to make significant switches, obviously, um, in their careers into a completely different field where they had no experience and then still make way more income than they did before when the normal human mind would be like, mm, how's that going to work out? Because you have no experience in that field. Um, why would they hire you and then also pay you way more than you're making out? It's like, that's what the human brain does is like all these limitations, right? But what that person was curious and they started exploring the thing that they were like drawn to and that led to those doors opening for them. So there's so many stories of people like that. Um, and just like in my own life, like the things I've been able to do as far as like even the podcast, and I've, I've helped a lot of other people start podcasts and that was something they were curious about. Um, and then they started being bold and being the person that's a thought leader and creating the space to bring more amazing people in and then generate more of that energy into the world, which is what we need. So I think that's really cool. But for me, the podcast, like I remember just speaking of courage, like I remember being so afraid to start the podcast. Like I was like, oh, what people are going to think of me? Will anyone listen? You know, like all the mind trash, like we all, we all have that. We don't all talk about it, but we all have that. And then the thing is the shift that happens is you can stay in fear and not do the thing, or you can act in courage. You'd be like, I feel this fear and I'm curious. And I almost feel like courage is like on that, in that in between space of like where you're stepping out of the fear and you're blending in with the curiosity and that courage is there and it takes you. So that happened for me. And then I started my podcast and I feel like, I remember putting on my vision board. I teach a lot around clarifying your vision and a visioning course and things like that. But like, I remember putting on my vision board 1%, top 1%. And I thought that was nuts. Like, I was like, how is that ever going to happen? I thought it would probably take forever if it did. Like, I, I had like a mustard seed size bit of faith, not like fully believing it was possible. And then that came to be pretty quickly in my podcast journey. I remember the first year I was top 1.5%. And then just this past year, I hit the 1% mark officially. So it was like that that came to be reality. And there's just so many things like my home I live in now. This used to be a home that I wouldn't have thought would have been a possibility for me because my beliefs were like so limited based on like my childhood, all these other things. But then I had to keep working on shifting my belief in what's possible and ultimately shifting my energy and most importantly, putting myself in spaces around other people who believed for more and who had that kind of energy because the quickest way to bring yourself down and for you not to design the life you want is spend time with people who dream small and have a lot of catabolic energy. You're going to feel that energy and it's going to bring you down. You can't, you can't prevent that because we can only be positive for so long because energy is so contagious. Like we all know how it is to be in the, the job that you really hate and that sucks. And you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be positive though today. I'm going to listen to all the music, I'm positive music. I'm going to, and you try and it just keeps like, it's there. So do your best to like shift your own energy while you're there. But I would say also do your best to not stay in that situation, you know? Yeah. So if you're in a, if you're in a, a work situation or, you know, you're, you have a friend group and, but you know that in order to get to the next place, you need to be around um, people that can help you think differently. Right. Kind of like you're saying, yeah. you're not going to like avoid your friends, but you need to expand your circle of influence, right? You need to expand those that you're interacting with. What are some ways that people can 
um, meet new people who may not be in their circle that are bringing that higher energetic state so they can learn from them. Do you have any thoughts around where people can go to, you know, start meeting these people? I love that you asked that because that's a question that's asked often. Um, and I think also thinking back to one thing to ask yourself is who do I want to be? Like, if there's something you're curious about, like, like for me, maybe I'm curious about public speaking, right. Or the business of public speaking, then that means I need those kinds of people in my life. Where do they hang out? So that start with that clarity around like, what, like you want to be healthier and fitter. Where are they hanging out? Where, where are the fit moms at? You know, like that. So first clarify, like, what is it that you actually want to be more of more like and then that way you can figure out where those people are hanging out one of the things i often recommend for people is um i love uh meetup so meetup.com i have had so many amazing relationships from meeting people on meetup.com i've i've met like remote workers group um yoga class people biking hiking um there's knitters, like there's all kinds of groups that people like start, like have on there that you can join and it's local to your area. And if you don't find what you want, you can be that person that creates that space. And then you're going to find a lot of online opportunities there where people are hanging out all the time calls. So just be a part of those calls and start meeting people online. Another thing for me is I'm part of um, Flown, which is like a productivity focus group. And I meet people from all over the world as we work on different projects like now the internet with the internet there's so many opportunities to connect with people even on facebook you can go and find different groups start chatting with people there ask to have a coffee chat say you want to make new friends especially as we're getting like older all of us um i hear from all the time that people are like it's just hard to make you know, you know friends and i just what i do is like i act like i'm still back on the playground and i'm like you want to be my friend and then people laugh about it. I'm like, I like you. Do you want to be my friend? Like, do you want to have coffee? Like, can we chat? Can And people are very receptive to that. So, and because it's that playful energy and people like that energy. So it goes, goes back to that. But there's so many opportunities, so many groups, um, even like Eventbrite. Like I do scrolls on Eventbrite on the regular or events happening in my town. If I travel somewhere, I'll be like events happening there. Like, for example, my husband and I are going Saturday to a mushroom log making class where you make these different kind of mushrooms at this like plant place. And I was like, that'd be really fun. So it's just random, but I found an event, right? We're doing a, a long bike ride and having dinner at an Amish family's home um, because I found out in Vent, right? Like you, you know, I mean, making all kinds of friends in those different spaces because I seek out those opportunities to find people that are out there trying to have fun too. So think about like, I bet you if you're listening now, you also want to be not just like a professional career goal that you have in mind, but also like identity goals around being a fun person, right? Mm-hmm. So that means if you want to be a fun person, that means you got to do fun things. So what I hear from a lot of people is like they're, they don't have the habits of a fun person. They want to have a fun life. They want to be intentional, but you don't have the habits of it. Then you need to start getting those habits. So. Yes. And I also think one other place that people can look for, uh, meet, meet new people who might be more aligned with, with where they want to go is through your quote, weak ties. So you have your, you know, first level connections, your friends, your colleagues, uh, your, your family, things like that. And then it's really, they are also connected to a whole more group, yeah. more, you know, more people who may also be in alignment with what you're doing. 
So I think it's sharing your message, your vision with your friends and asking, do you have any friends that, you know, do you have any friends that you could connect me with who are business owners? And maybe then they can make an introduction for you so that you can start um, getting those more of those people into your sphere. We need to like talk about those weak ties. That's so good, Kristen. I'm so proud of you for like actually saying that because we often do think, and that's where my mind went, it's like all these new things, right? But we can tap into our own network. And like, sometimes it's a matter of like other people, like maybe you're not hanging out with them on the regular, but you went to school with them and whatever, start checking out people from your past and re like talking to them, seeing what they're up to and make it known what it is you want to do next. Like, that's the thing that I think the biggest mistake I see people make when it comes to wanting to even just switch their careers is they talk more about their past versus what it is they want to do in the future. Make it known that whatever you're, whenever you're talking to anyone, tell them what it is you want to do in the future. Talk more about that. Put the, I always say, put the crown on your own head. Like for me, before I was a consultant, I started walking around and like people are like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a consultant. And they're like, oh, really? Like in, when I was teaching yoga, when I brought that up, they were like, oh, you are? That's how I landed my first 10 contracts was because I said it in a yoga class. And the old me would have talked more about in my past what I did and blah, blah, blah. But remember, when someone walks away from you, what do you want them to remember about you? And every it's always an opportunity. They can help you. And it's people are much more likely to help you when they're already a part of your tribe. And then they'll introduce you to someone else, a part of their tribe. And they're more likely to help them because they have that loyalty. Like we're tribal beings and you really got to understand when you're trying to design a life that you want, you need to like recognize that you're dealing with human minds. So energy is involved there, the influence stuff, the tribal mentality, the fact that we make decisions from a subconscious place. Most of our results are from the subconscious, which is about identity, habits, like looking at um, tribe again, like how this person's like me. Um, This is why we have to, in a sense, I always say like force diversity in organizations because the human mind, it's not like we aren't, we are drawn to people that are very similar to us. And even in organizations where it is diverse in the sense of race, age, blah, blah, there's still commonalities that bring those people to that same space, you know? Totally. Yeah, I do. That's such a good point. You're making me think that, um, that, you know, the, the word that keeps coming up to me through this conversation with all the different things we're talking about is openness and really maintaining an open mind and being um, open to all the possibilities and not letting your brain shut you down because that's the way you've been operating. Yeah. And when I started thinking about that more, I also realized that when you share your message, your vision, your purpose with other people, there will be people who you know, may uh, shut you down or may think that's impossible or whatever, because that's their experience. So what people have to realize is that just, you know, if when you open up to other people, you know, there are going to be a range of how people react to your message. You know, some people are going to be encouraging and supportive. Some people are going to be like, how are you going to do that? Right? Like that seems so impossible, but you need to be really like, you need to always be thinking to yourself, 
that's their response to if they were going to do that. Yeah. I love that you said that because I see that often where, you know, I have clients that work in the medical field and um, they want more freedom in their life. Right. So that they see, like, they love the story of how my husband's a dentist and has all that. They're like, what's going on? I'm like, he's always with travel and do all these things. And I'm like, because, you know, he worked to intentionally design his life that way. And you can too. And it's so helpful for them to see that someone else did because a lot of times they're talking to their colleagues who are like, what you want to like, you're still trying to work in this field and you're trying to be off like two months, three months, like wait, what's going on? Like that can't happen, but it's because their story. So really be mindful of that because even in, I have some of my clients will be talking to someone, you know, we, we always advise that you go talk to people about the job that you're interested in that's already doing the job. And even then, sometimes you can pick up some of those limiting beliefs and those stories. And you do want to be mindful. Like I've had other people talk to someone and they're like, yeah, you know, because you're just starting off, you're not going to be able to get a job where you get to work remote. And no, you're not going to get paid that much. And they start doing that because that was their story. That was their reality and how it was for them. So that's another thing I'm always like, well, wait you check the stories like this is just information but you decide what story you're going to hold on to and just really understand what caused that perspective because that can really bring you down too if you start believing that kind of story it doesn't serve you that's why i'm always telling people surround yourself with people you want to be like because it fills your mind with this evidence that that kind of life is possible and you need that so if you find one person who you're interested in a job, but they're not really living the life that you want to live. I want you to try to go find someone that may have that role, but is living the life that you want and keep that in the front of your mind because you need that to move forward. Absolutely. It's like, it's, it's like finding expanders that can open your mind to what's possible. Yeah. Um, all right. I've got two more questions. I was just speaking with a friend last night and you know, she really wants to move into a, you know, her greater purpose. Um, She has an idea of her vision and what she, you know, ultimately wants to do. But it's the question, how do you do it? That is the hard part now, because I think, you know, she's done all of the discovery around what the vision, the purpose, who she wants to be. She knows all of that. It's like, how do you take that first step forward when you don't really know where to start. And my response to her last night was, again, it's about people. It's about finding people to expand, you know, to to surround yourself with so that they can show you the way. Um, I think you have to be intentional about getting people in your network who are doing what you want to do. And then you can start to you know, hear their stories, learn their stories and ask them questions. But uh, what else comes to mind around how do you just take that first step forward? You know what you want to do. How do you get going? Oh, okay. First, I have to just acknowledge the fact that you're so freaking smart because I love that you mentioned the who part of it, because that's something that's going to take you to where you want is you need to think once you're clear on that vision, you need to think who can help me get there. If you look at how we learn as human beings. Like we are kids, we have no programming, right? We're born. And then somebody outside of us, our parents, our environment teaches us this program. Like that's how our brain is designed to learn, modeling, watching. We still have that same human brain right now. 
So if you want a different kind of life, you got to learn, like learn from someone who has a similar life that you want, right, to teach you. So I would say figure out who, who are the who's that you need in your life. Like, let's say you're like, one of the things I know is I want to do podcasting. I want to be a podcaster. Okay, who can help you with that? And then start to like learn from that person. Um, you're always going to need those who's. The other thing is, is it can feel very overwhelming, you know, when you have this new dream on your heart and there's so many steps and all that. And I just say like, just freaking get started on anything. Just do anything, like take one step forward. And as you learn, like you'll adjust things around, but what's going to help you is like, like you said, it's going back to the who and just keeping your mind in that curious state. And the other thing too, is like, there's going to be problems along the way, like there is in all of our lives, like as we start to move forward, there's going to be resistance that we meet. And you really want to make sure that you don't keep going back to this common thing. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Keep saying that. No, that means you're residing at a low energy when you keep telling yourself that. Watch what you're saying to yourself, because that's going to stop you. That's going to keep you stuck from designing the life you want. So what I recommend is like looking at like really being mindful of how you're going to see these problems. And like, decide right now, like there's gonna be problems as you're pursuing this path, decide how you're going to view them. And I think the best way that you can view them is opportunities, you know, every time there's a problem, that means there's an opportunity for you. So what is that opportunity? And as you start to practice that habit, you're going to be moving forward, you get your who's you see problems that way, you're going to design the life that you want, because the only thing that's going to stop you is the mind trash is what I call it that catabolic energy. So you're just going to need tools to learn how to shift. We will all need those tools or we won't get there. Yeah, I want to kind of note a personal story of mine because it goes into the who. Um, I was in a place, you know, last year, a year ago, when I didn't know how to get myself. I, I Exactly what you said. I knew I wanted to do something different and bigger and um, I just didn't know how to get there, you know, and and nor did I really even know what it was I wanted to do. I just knew internally something was feeling off and I needed a change. And so I, you know, I know a lot of people, of course, but I still needed this. I felt like I needed the support of somebody who, um, you know, could coach me along, which is why, Ange, you know, I kind of found you, right, um, that it was actually, you know, intentionally and having that accountability every, you know, however often yeah. we met every week, every other week, um, so that we could work together one-on-one -on -one and say, okay, you know, here are the things that I need to do for, to get to, you know, where I want to go. And these are the incremental steps to get there. And I think that the value in, in coaching is that one-on-one -on -one mentorship where you kind of, as the person in the coaching, uh, you know, getting coach is saying what's your vision is, but not even, I didn't even have a vision to be honest. It was just so muddy, but we worked through it. You asked me a lot of questions. Um, you know, we talked about next steps for the next session and there was that accountability factor. And I feel like th I've always been a person to try to go at it myself, but this time what was different was I did it with somebody else. Um, and I feel like it made a huge difference in me clarifying my vision, getting the, the courage and then the confidence to take steps forward. So I just wanted to put that out there for people too, that, um, 
your network is going to help you and in finding people who can expand your vision of what's possible and doing those things that you want to do is going to help you. But also like sometimes just holding yourself accountable and working with somebody um, who can move you forward faster is also a good idea. Yeah, that's so good, Kristen, that you said that because I think about my own life and I think the things that I'm the most proud of that I've been able to accomplish, it wasn't all just me who did it. Like it was because I had mentorship. It's because I had coaching. It's because I had accountability because like left onto my own, I felt like I would have been very overwhelmed by all of it. I wouldn't have known the steps to take and that would be really overwhelming. Whereas like when you have that person helping you, it's like the step by step by step. So I love that you bring that up because I don't think that's something that a lot of people talk about is like just really emphasizing these, the whole concept of get the who's that you need in your life, the accountability, all that. All of it. Yeah. All right. Last question. What are some things you know today about being bold that you wish you would have known earlier on? Um, the thing I often say that Heinz quote that I've already said is put the put your own crown on your head. And I think um, if I like even sooner, like claimed my title of like who I wanted to be. And I decided like I am this person even before I saw evidence of that, because that's what you do. You decide you want to be this person and then your brain's going to start to find evidence of you being that person. That's a little strategy I wish I would have known sooner. And with a lot of my career coaching clients, we will switch a lot of their titles into like flipping into like the new title that they want to have and start like bringing that in. And I will say like, you want to be that kind of person? What would you be doing now? You start acting like that person now. You act as if. So I think that whole concept of like acting as if, that's something that I wish I would have known sooner. And then also like just that whole concept of like seeing problems as opportunities like for real though like legit like you see a problem show up and you're like oh this is an opportunity some way and you're curious and you start looking for the opportunity um that's something I wish I would have adopted sooner and also messy action like the entrepreneurs and stuff I admire the most um leaders in any field it's because like they don't wait for it to be so perfect to take action like they're just taking action and learning as they go and I think there's so much power in that. And I wish, like, speaking to my old self, that I wouldn't have been mm -hmm. so focused on being a perfectionist because, man, you can create a lot of amazing things when you're ready to just come from a playful state and you're not attached. You're like, oh, that might have sucked, but I'm learning. We're going to fix it. We're going to make it better. And it's just so powerful. So those things, I would say. That is great. And this whole episode has been super uplifting, inspiring, and I hope you know, listeners are going to get so much out of just how to shift their energy and some of the different tools and techniques to do that. You've brought a wealth of information. And so I'm so um, happy that you were on this podcast and um, I'm happy to know you and for raising my energy and helping me see a, di a different vision for my life. So thank you very much. Um, if people want to learn more about you, Ange, where can they go to learn about you? The best place to know about me, my whole life story, because I just say it all, is my podcast, the Intentional Mind Podcast. Um, yeah, you can go on there and find me on there. And then I'm always talking about more ways to find me or on Instagram. I post on Ange Barnard. Um, I post pictures of like all the places that me and my husband travel to. So sometimes it's fun to see that. And maybe Ange can be an expander for you because she, like I said at the beginning, she's always somewhere new every time I'm checking in. So um, 
she definitely lives an intentional life by her design. So stay, she's very true to what she says. Thank you so much for being here, Ange. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. Make sure to hit subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode. And we'll see you next time.